It's your boy Dre with another episode of Exposed. How you doing over there? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. So today's topic is on karmic relationships. I was recently reading the book and I came across the term. So I went on ahead and did some research and I have uh, some terminology that I want to share with everybody. You know, we're going to get into this and hopefully you guys could, you know, learn something from this. So the definition of karmic relationship is a passionate relationship that is full of turbulence. Karmic relationships are related to karma in a sense because they are thought of as relationships that we need in our lives in order to grow. These relationships test us and our understanding of love and relationships. The thinking goes that karmic relationships evolve out of unresolved issues in our past life. What do you think about that? I think that when you reach a certain point in your adulthood, you've come across at least one karmic relationship but I think it's important to learn from that relationship and undo the trauma that it's caused i.e. learn to love yourself respect yourself um, and really focus on your healing and self-esteem because I think that's kind of where those relationships stem from okay so there are some key words in that definition they said something about your past life mm-hmm. so how do you heal Something that didn't happen in your past life. I don't recall nothing that didn't happen in my past life. I could have been a dog. No, for me, I got past life experiences from that definition. Not necessarily like a past. It said life. unresolved issues in a past life. Right. That's a. No, I get what it says. But to me, in my head, that meant a past life experiences. So things that you've gone through that are unresolved, that you have not healed from. That's what those relationships are based off of. Okay, and then they said karmic um, is related to the word karma. So they're basically saying that due to your past relationships and the unresolved issues from the past relationships, it's karma that you're dealing with when you get into the new relationship because you have doors that aren't closed. There's no, what's the word? Not, Not even unfinished, it's closure. People, you know. I, I know some people, they uh, they like to keep that door open. Man, I hear from about a year or two. What you smiling over here for? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like that, too. Huh? I know a lot of people like that, too. But I think I've learned to not, you don't need to always need closure. Sometimes closure can be within yourself. You don't need it from another person to move on. Uh, I prefer I prefer closure, especially if the What does that look like, though? I wouldn't expect closure right then and there. But, I mean, we dare not got to talk about it. I mean, a month or two from that, from the time of the breakup. I mean, some time apart from one another, let things cool off. And then, you know, have that, have that conversation. Have that conversation and say, you know. This is over with? Not even that is. That's not most, That's not always the, the, the situation. Of course, it's over with. But closure is like coming to terms about your wrongdoings. You know, I could have been a better person. Oh, you're not trying to hear that? Okay, so what if it was you? What if it was you? What, was your, what if it was like your fault? And I want some type of closure because I'm hurt. You would need to ask for that because for me, if we go our separate ways, we haven't talked in months, I consider that. People do wrap the block though. You know that, right? Oh, all the time. All the time. But that's where boundaries come into play. Yeah. You can't. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to rekindle. What you mean? 90% of the time, that's the case. Um, 
might try to smash, but just on some. That's a. But I'm talking about rekindling the whole relationship, like. That may be as a result after you smash. Or like a uh, a gateway to the relationship. You think that you can go months without talking to somebody and just hit it and that's it? Wait, wait, what? You think you can go months without talking to someone? Okay. Spin the block, have sex, and that's it. You're going to rekindle some form of a, of a relationship, mm, whether it be... It's probably going to be awkward, even after y'all had sex. Like, damn, you're probably going to re- be kind of regretful. Like, I shouldn't have did that shit. That was... Mm. All of the reasons why you broke up with that person starts to pop up. Like, exactly. <sighs> okay. And then, I mean, it could be the slightest thing. Like, a conversation sparks, and then, like, you may have grown... And develop it to a better person. But they may start speaking. It's like, this is the same motherfucker. This motherfucker ain't grew not once since the last time. Mm-hmm. Still on that bullshit. So why do you need closure from that? Just move on. Yeah. 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 I could see that. If anything, if you deal with someone who hasn't grown or is toxic... Or that person is someone you were in a karmic relationship with. All the closure that you need is you focusing on your healing and growing from that situation. Them giving you closure right. is going to set you back. Going to set some off. One. Two, it's probably going to irritate you because you've grown and you're working towards your healing. Right. And that person is not. So that's going to be a waste of time. Right. Right. That's true. Closure is a setup. Okay, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I got to dissect this definition a little bit more. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so, they said, you know, they used the word turbulence. And uh, it was like, you know, karmic relationships is a passionate relationship that is full of turbulence. So, I think the love is there. It's like an Ikatina situation. Is that love, though? Nah, but... Some people, that's just how they express themselves. Not saying it's right. Nope. But that's what this this definition. I'm not saying like all oh, this definition is based around somebody like putting their hands on a motherfucker, or whatever the case may be, or being toxic in that way. But like some people and how they express themselves and express their love to the person that they're dealing with is not always the norm, you know, like for okay. a man or a woman. No, I get. Okay, I hear you. But for me, that's not love. Right, it's not. I'm not. It's, you're right. It's unhealthy. Exactly. So if it, it turbulence, yeah, that's that's not love. To, if I have to get out of character to deal with you, right? Or if there's any form of violence or I not violence, out, it ain't always based it around. Could be, it's not around that. It could be just ups and downs. Turbulence means ups right, and downs. Right, like this is a roller coaster. This I mean, emotionally we could, draining. We could go this all is stressful. day. And we could go all day on like turbulent uh, situations, right? But that's not love. That's you may be it, in love with this person, right? This person is putting your life for a season to teach you something. But that's supposed to be a long term thing, right? And that's that's the that's the whole point of the definition and the term. You know, they're only there for a season. Mm-hmm. You're actually supposed to learn from them. I mean, and like God forbid you have a child with this person because it's like that ain't 
a situation where you could just up and pack your shit and never deal with this person again. You got to down there still deal with them. You know what I mean? In a way. So, like. In a way? Hell yeah, you got to deal with them. For a long time. Yeah, that's another day. That's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Another uh, pointer in this definition I thought was interesting. You think it's a relationship, but it's really it's really not. You in lust, like you said. It's not love. That's lust. Mm-hmm. Y'all doing everything as if y'all are in a relationship. But it's really not even that. It's more so kind of passing time. But, I mean, it's deeper than that, though. Of course. But, obviously, you're going to learn from that situation. You're going to learn either what you want, what you don't want, what limits you have, what your boundaries are. Right. And you're going to take that to your next relationship. Yeah, they say they say that, you know, with these type of relationships, uh, it tests us uh, and it prepares us uh, for understanding of love and what's to come in the next relationship. So it's almost like a pregame almost like, mm-hmm. you know, preparation for the for the for the real deal. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to waste my time, though. And like that's like. I don't think it's a waste of time. It is. You ain't got to get battle scores and all the shit. If you're learning from it, it's not a waste of time. Traumatic. I I mean, if if it it don't kill you, it's going to make you stronger. I I mean, I get that, but what? No, like if it don't kill you, it's going to make you stronger. So I understand what they're saying, but. I think the part that people get confused or when they don't realize they're in a relationship like this is because they have an instant connection with this person. Not a head they, in the cloud. Right. But they feel like, okay, this is like my soulmate or like the comparable to twin flame. You don't know the difference. You're in lust. You got the love goggles on. That is because you're rushing. Okay. Yes, possibly. But there's something about this person that you're drawn to. The The, the sex. It could be that or something else. It's the money. <laughs> nah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's I don't know. Something temporary. Yeah, but it's there's something that is giving you an instant connection to this person, to where you feel like this is my end all be all. Yeah. So you overlooking. On little shit. So I have, okay, so I have 13 signs of a karmic relationship that I'm going to get into in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with my experiences, because I think we all have had, you know, they say the karmic relationship is usually your first relationship. I beg to differ. I feel like that karmic relationship can come at any time. Mm-hmm. I think it's more common to be early on in your Life because you're naive to a lot of things. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's levels to it, I think. <laughs> Why do you think these ball players be getting their ass whooped, man? I think that's, di- that's a different Nah, because they're getting a whole different caliber of woman. Nah, I'm just saying, though, like, you just get you, you, you fresh to a, a bag. You feel me? A bag that you ain't never even touched before. Something that you never could imagine in your wildest dreams that you, you know, be touching. Now you 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 exposed to all different kind of women, you feel me, on the spectrum. Very beautiful women at that. So 
I think they get finessed. I think they, well, not that I think they get finessed. They do get finessed, but I think that they also uh, deal with the karmic relationship situation when, you know, dealing with these type of women. Mm -hmm. Because it's a whole other type of finesse. You're getting half your shit. If not half, all your shit swoop from you. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. Your shit? Okay. So what signs should they be looking for? I'm going to get into that. I want to talk about my experiences, though. I want to talk about my experiences. Okay, let's go. Unfold. I want you to give me your experiences. Uh-oh. I wish I had some uh, sound effects. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I have experiences with very toxic relationships mm-hmm. that I played a part in. So, I'll never try to make it seem like I was the victim. Because that's never the situation in nobody's situation. Nobody's just a straight out victim. You play some part, you know, and so I played a part, but I also I've been in some very toxic situations. And usually, I mean, you could kind of with toxic situations, toxic relationships, you can uh, it it communication is, is big mm-hmm. because with communication, you can kill a lot of that shit. Stop it before or spreads. Escalates. Yeah, and escalates, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I've been in some toxic relationships. I haven't been in many relationships. Let me throw that out there. So, I ain't going to throw the number out because I don't, I don't want to throw the jabs and nothing like that. But it's I could count on one hand how many relationships I've been in. That's a jab? Huh? That's a nah, because it's like the number is extremely low. So, it's like you damn near like. Oh, you don't want nobody to know. But yeah, they I mean, wasn't really in a relationship with you, but you... No, they... When they wait, thought they was? No, no, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying for the number of relationships I've been in, which is a low number, I don't want to throw the number out there because... What's it? The uh, the, the process of elimination? Okay. So, yeah. What? Okay. It's <laughs> fine. If you're a listener in the Bay Area, check out the Bay Area Urban Debate League. If you're a parent with a high school student, I would highly consider enrolling your kid into this program to enrich and expand their college and career opportunities. Check out Bay Area Urban Debate League. I believe that these relationships that I have been in that were very toxic taught me a lesson and also molded me into the person that I am today. I feel that when you go through something traumatic, especially like a heartbreak or something that is hurting you in, in a way to where, you know, you ain't operating normally. Like, it teaches you something, and it strengthens you. So I feel like those past relationships strengthen me in a way to where. And it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because it makes it even harder on the next person. You got your antlers up. You know, well, I'm going to speak for me. You got your, I got my antlers up. So any any slight movement, hey, don't try to run that shit on me. Like, do you feel like that's, like, unhealed trauma? Absolutely. Nah. I bumped my head once. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bump it again. You're also making someone who has nothing to do with that previous situation. I'm not. You're right. Okay. Right. It's not their Pay fault. Pay for what that person No, did. but I'm not. I'm not. They're, they're not paying for it. They are. But I'm on point. I'm on point. You're on guard. That, that even, same thing. Even to the point where it could be something very minor and you're analyzing it from all angles. Yeah. You, I mean, what man? And... Over evaluating on top of what assuming man, what man is not gonna be that way. I think yours is t- 
times a thousand. <laughs> to the point where it's like, come on, dude. I feel who like who hurt you? That's why. Nah, who hell hurt nah, you? Nah, oh nah, my nah, god. No, 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 no. So yes. Hey, check this out. You know, uh, certain things affect a person differently than what is expected. So mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it, it and it should be mind blowing. So it, like you gotta you gotta move accordingly. Of course, I don't think you should have your guard down, especially after you've been hurt and you had to kind of pull yourself out of that dark space. Right. Of course, not, of course you're not going to be as open and willing to the next person. I get that. It's not even you. It's, just I'm take you take your time. Of course, I get that. You take your time, you know, and and you just. You just got to sure. pick up on cues. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And then that's how you set your boundaries. By taking, yeah, you taking, you take your time. You set your boundaries as you move along through the process. Mm-hmm. Something that seems like it may not be right. I'm going to address it. Help as me, un- help me understand. Right. Because, because if, because if it's what I think it is, then that's when I go ahead and put the boundary in place. I think where you get confused is you take what you think it is and that's at the forefront. That's before you ask me questions. <laughs> that's before yeah. you find out anything. That's Dre for you. You go in with your mind made up before you even have any concrete information and that is not fair to the other person. Right. I mean, yeah, I've 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 ran stories past you and stuff like that. And um I kind of feel like for the most part, like do you I mean, I'm pretty sure you thought I was tripping at first. Yeah? I didn't think you were tripping. I thought you were over-exaggerating. Oh, but but was I over-exaggerating? No, you weren't. I was on point. Yeah. Yeah, so... But I think you were shocked by that, too. Huh? You were shocked by that, too. That I was on point? hmm Yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Am I a psychic? <laughs> <laughs> psychic now but you had a gut feeling and i think you were unsure about it and then when you got the confirmation you were like damn right yeah but but you're right i shouldn't i mean that shouldn't mold me in a way and that's something that i'm battling with that you know i shouldn't take that situation and have these type of goggles on to where i'm looking at everybody the same Mm -hmm. because it's not fair but the situation will put me in the state where I become colder. And that's actually my next topic that um, I have a different outlook and the lessons transform me in, into a colder person. But that comes from not just whatever it is that I went through in a, in a past relationship or whatever. I think that has to do with just life and, and just becoming older and wiser. Nothing surprises me. Nothing shocks me, you know? So it's like, I'm going to think the worst until proven differently, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, I keep that to myself because I don't want to, I don't want to come off as a negative Nancy. You don't keep that to yourself. Huh? You don't keep that to yourself. Okay. I, I'm a, I've, I've, you express I've, that on a regular basis. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shit. I mean, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, hey, <laughs> yeah, man, because I know I don't be tripping. I know I don't be tripping. It's like like I like I always use the analogy. It's like me saying it's a boogeyman in that room over there. Mm-hmm. 
and you're not believing me until you go up in there and then you actually see that motherfucker for yourself. So you think I'm tripping, but I'm really not. And so, yeah, like my like my experiences turn me and transform me into a colder and sharper person. I shut down. Or has it transformed you into somebody who literally has tunnel vision when it comes to <laughs> the opposite sex? I just pay attention and I analyze. So it's like, and, I, and I'm sorry that it comes off negative, but again, I'm going to ask you. The shit that I be, the, what I bring up, mm-hmm. this is why I prefer to just be quiet and keep it to myself. Hold on. When I bring it up, mm-hmm. and then when it actually presents itself, do I be right or wrong? Your instincts are right a lot of times, but I'm talking about your first go-to is always the negative aspect of things. Yeah, she, never... fucking he- she fucking hella needs. Right. Oh, she ain't at her phone? Yeah, she probably getting her back blown out like what damn why she can't be sleep or reading a book it's always the negative oh always shit. that's always the go-to for you and i'm damn. trying to get you to see the brighter side of things because that's not always the case and it's all it all circ- your preferences all i mean your views always circle back to your real life past traumas okay right so do you think that with this karmic relationship topic, do you feel like does it kind of all fall under the same category? Absolutely. Okay. But at what point do you say, okay, that was the past. I've learned from that. Shit, that's hard. That trauma. Hey, that's hard. Especially, man, some shit just be grinding my gears. Now, another experience that I say that I've learned is uh, having a different outlook on relationships and choosing the right partner and taking my time like I feel like everybody's in a rush nowadays to get married uh like I don't know what if it's social media and like if it's a contest out there somewhere who could get married the first who could paint the picture the best but like I feel like everybody's in a rush and when you in a rush you're not really Getting to know that person like that. It's like speed dating. And um, I ain't gonna lie. I got caught up in some shit like that. And um, what I will say is that you don't really get to know a person. A lot of things are overlooked. Because you, it's like you're trying to keep up with the pace. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that. But I know that. That plays a part in this whole karmic relationship situation. Yeah, I agree. I think that social media may have an influence, um, but I think a lot of people want the fairy tale ending, but they're not putting in the work to get there. Um, it takes a lot of work to be in a marriage, a relationship. Um, I don't think enough people ask themselves what their partner will be gaining from being in a relationship with them. Uh-huh. I think people just have their list of things they want in their relationship, but they don't look at themselves. Like, okay, what am I bringing to the table? What can I offer a man? Or what can I offer a woman that right. they can benefit from? Or Do you think it's lopsided? Like, it's who, who could gain the most without it really benefiting another person? 
Like a snatch and grab? Um, possibly, but I don't think that's, that's not always my go-to thought. I think for me, people want, they yearn for companionship, but they don't do the work in order to make your relationship strong enough to to be, you know, to have that longevity. Right. So is it love bombing? Possibly. But like, okay, say you talk to a couple that's been married for 65 years. Okay. They're going to have way different values than a couple today. Right. Or somebody who's on social media trying to entice, you know. The masses. Exactly. So it's like, where is the disconnect? What are you doing to entice the man that you say you deserve? What what qualities do you embody to to attract that man? Right. I mean, because there's plenty of females out here who uh-oh. making you know little to nothing. Yeah. Don't really have much to offer. Right. But you want a man who makes six figures. <laughs> Who's gonna get you all these carrots when he proposes? Uh, that's another topic. I'm telling you, I'm gonna go in on that. What makes you think you're qualified for a man like that? <laughs> you better go to the dis- discount rack, honey. <laughs> it's not straight up. Nah, that's real shit, though. Um, looking at my list right now, man. Um, I-, I need to know what's, what are signs of a karmic relationship? What are signs? Mm-hmm. What things are you ducking and dodging for your next relationship? <laughs> Man, um, I think number one, the signs of a karmic relationship, you notice red flags from the very beginning. I think in the very beginning, we uh, we were, we were so googly-eyed and in the clouds and uh, like the signs is right there and the signs will pop up also later to where you look back in the beginning of the relationship like, oh shit, th- like this motherfucker was showing me what time it was in the very beginning, but I was naive mm-hmm. or blind to the fact or thinking I could f- help fix this person. And so uh, I would say the red flags definitely show the very beginning. I think the next one is uh, you spend a lot of time justifying their behavior. What you think? You want to elaborate? Mm, I agree. Of course. Give me an example. Always, oh, he's he don't have anger issues. He just he didn't have. Yeah, he just punched a hole in the wall. He's not. <laughs> yeah, or it's, it's always some type of some type of excuse, some type of excuse like. Girl, he's not like that. Oh, he just gets mad sometimes, but he, you know, his. I don't know. Some with his parents, just, right. he didn't grow up in a good environment. Or you know he it's all right he, you know dudes from yeah, dudes from Oakland act like that right he just <laughs> a little a little temper here and there but I, he's overall a good person I mean mm-hmm. he has a job he just feels <laughs> for me sometimes it's not like every day right exactly <laughs> I mean it was strands of hair in the passenger seat <laughs> no it's like if you start dating a dude and it's like oh where did she say well you know he lived with his baby mama but he said they're not together right he and don't even just, sleep in the same room with her right you know that his name is still on the lease <laughs> <laughs> but they're not together they've been separated for like a year mm, no right nah. i'm again to the next one number three 
there's a problem with selfishness. So you want to elaborate? So that means that one party is strictly thinking of themselves. Okay. And not so much concerned about the feelings or, you know, how their partner is involved in the relationship. Well, not necessarily involved. I would say um, their needs come first. Their needs comes first. Like, what type of needs are you talking about? So, if I'm selfish, but I'm in a relationship, I am only looking towards my own gain. Like, your exit? So, no, not necessarily an exit, but if... Something that benefits towards the exit, just in case. Not even that. Structuring it. If you're selfish, you're only thinking about yourself. So, I'm thinking, okay... If it's holidays and stuff, what are you buying me for the holidays? What what expensive gifts am I getting? Or what? how are you going to cater to me? And I'm not thinking about you at all. Or I, you give me scraps in return. I'm give you some drawers and socks. On. I'm right. And I just but spent, I want the moon and the stars. I just spent <laughs> some bands on you. Right. Okay. Yeah. That could be selfish. Or say, I don't know. I am the primary for most things in the household when it comes to like cooking, cleaning, taking care of children, whatever. Mm-hmm. And all my partner can think about is, okay, can you hurry up? Cause I'm trying to get some like that. Well, damn, <laughs> you ain't thinking about me or all the shit I've been through all day. I'm helping. Right. You ain't worried about how my with day homework. Went. I'm doing the cooking, the cleaning. You ain't asked me how my day went and I work a full time job, but you like, all right, come on. I need, can you hurry up? So, in the well, in the relationship, do you see a man being more selfish than a woman, or the woman be more selfish than a man? I think it depends on the relationship. Either party can be selfish. Hmm. You can be selfish in different ways. Yeah. I mean, it could be financially, sexually. Um, it can be in many different aspects. Yeah. I've seen where, you know, women work full time, but they're like, no, my money is my money. My man's money is our money. Damn. That's some cold shit. So you pay the bills. Right. I spend my money on what I want to spend my money on. You pay 70% of, no, 80% of the bills Mm -hmm. and I take care of the light bill. One bill? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty damn selfish. What about a what about someone that wants to be a stay at home mom? Um, and you're asking if that's selfish. Yeah, and like being a stay at home mom, that is a job within itself. But Absolutely, there are people that really don't understand the whole concept of being a stay at home mom. They think it's finna be. I'm about to kick my feet up. Like it's a cakewalk. I'm finna spend this nigga's money. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would say being a stay at home mom is harder. Than anything else. Okay. You have little to no outside adult interaction. You're literally maintaining a household full time. I mean, you get your time away. All of your. Sh- you get some time away. Uh, maybe here and there, but it's not. When you have a job, you go out into the corporate world, you have adult conversations. Right. When you're a stay at home mom, you're doing Google Gaga, listening to nursery rhymes all damn day. That, yeah. My son, yeah, that shit is intense. Tell me about it. Let me see. <laughs> uh, 
I know quite a few little nursery rhymes that. Um, yeah. Da, 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 and you walk da, around da, singing da, them da, with, da, when he's not even with you. That, baby shark, baby shark. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a lot to maintain a household. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, um, nowadays I feel like just based off of what is being advertised on social media is lopsided. And what I see is that it's what a man could do for a woman. And it's really her not doing much. Mm-hmm. What money he spent going to spend on me? What luxurious yeah, vacation is he going to take me on now? Yeah, that's selfish. On or, top of catering to me, rose petals all over, on the floor, on the mm-hmm. bed, champagne, chocolate covered strawberries, and this nigga got to get up in the morning and go bust his ass for twelve hours. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like, like I said, it's lopsided. It's more so what a man could do for a female. Mm-hmm. It's he got to make this heavy, consistent investment into. This relationship, and the ROI is not. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. The no, R- I agree. I completely, hundred percent agree. The ROI, the, I mean, if you if you are looking at it how I look at it, mm-hmm. the ROI on the investment is not the return. Mm-hmm. It's not that great. It's not that great. I get it. And so, I think that's what a lot of people miss, though. Like, okay, you want this man to put in all this work. Cater right. to you, wine and dine you, basically, you know, court you. And you, in return, I get some pussy? Right. What do you have to offer other than what? Some ass. Pretty face? I, man. I mean, that's that great. That shit gets tiring after, I don't know, four or five fucks. Ooh. Nah, about ten fucks. I think ten fucks, a nigga, a nigga settles in like, oh, all right, blood. Like, what else? Nah, I'm being serious. I'm saying for the woman that ain't got nothing else to offer, mm-hmm. we can't sit down and talk about no way of coming up with uh, business plans to make more money, mm-hmm. something that's going to benefit you and me. I mean, so it ain't it ain't like we got to be a collaborative effort on this one project. Mm-hmm. You could be having your own thing going on. Mm-hmm. I could be having my own thing going on. But for us to be able to sit down and bounce ideas off each other, like that's more valuable that's everlasting compared right. to you just offering me sex. Right. You can get that from anybody. Just like, that's just like you constantly eating the same ass meal. Mm-hmm. Eventually you're going to get tired and burnt out and you're going to kind of try to gravitate to something else. I agree. So. Something else. Right. Something, something else. That's, you... Right. That's fulfilling. Yeah. That's cold, huh? If you really think about it that way. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's unfortunate that more people don't think about that. They think that, oh, just me as a person, I'm the prize. Right. Here I That's am. good enough. Here I am at the table that I brought. Like, uh, you don't see. I don't think enough people work on themselves to be good partners. Right. Like, I have conversations with my girlfriends like, okay, what, what would a man benefit from mm-hmm. with me in his life mm-hmm. let me work on x y and z like one of my girlfriends she's like 
girl, I'm trying to get, you know, my cooking skills up. I'm trying to cook new new recipes every week because I want to be a, a wife that cooks for her husband regularly. Right. want to keep it constant. So you're, you're putting in that effort. Right. Or it's like, you know, I'm going to work on... My communication skills. Yeah, exactly. I want, or I want to heal from past trauma, so I don't bring that into my next relationship. Right. Or Not I want to learn into the next thing and bringing in baggage and right making that man life for exactly. Or I think it's really important to learn how you know most men communicate. What do men need? How do men feel appreciated? How can I make my man feel appreciated? How right. can I make him feel like he's the leader and the head of my household? How can I be a good supportive partner? Right. How can I put my needs to the side for certain things and really cater to my man mm-hmm. outside of my day-to-day work or right. the children? That can take over a lot and take a lot of your energy and you, your partner comes last. Right, because if you're keeping him satisfied, it's only going to make him want to do more. Yeah. But if he's not feeling appreciated, he's going to slowly deteriorate and yeah. not want to do much. Right. And yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Right. I got another one. Number four, you're constantly fighting and can't come to a resolution. I think we briefly just um, a couple minutes ago was talking about communication. And to come up with a resolution, you got to have communication. It ain't it ain't always right to be right. You got to communicate, but you also have to listen. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's okay to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to admit that you was wrong. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know how to do that. They need to have the upper hand and be the one. It's like a point system. Like they, one point, mm-hmm. one point for you, one, nah. Mm-hmm. Zero for me, nah. Like it's not the type of ball game. So you gotta, you gotta really, I feel like people need to strengthen their communication skills before they even attempt to even get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's important to address any issues right away as well. Don't let nothing kind of dwell or sleep on it. Right. Um, or even just not address it at all. Like you can have a, a huge issue and y'all just like swooping under the rug because you're Well, you said that to do that or don't do that. No, I'm saying couples can have a big issue that is never addressed. They just kind of sweep it under the rug because it's uncomfortable. Right. Or you don't know how to bring it up. Right. But over time, you're letting it build, and it could become something a lot worse. Yeah, it just blow up. Exactly. Out of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but I feel like when you're in a karmic relationship and you're constantly arguing, it's because you are both probably, you know, hot-headed. You guys are clashing. Probably checked out a long time ago. No, you guys aren't even compatible. Right. From the jump. Right. This, Y'all just doing it for the, Yeah. No, but the whole situation, the whole point of this relationship is to teach you something. Right. But it's also causing you a lot of havoc in the meantime. And grief and... Stress. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. With communication, I feel like a lot of relationships probably would have been saved if the communication was in place. What does good communication look like? Okay, so you just had a, a big argument, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. A day or two, y'all might, you know, have y'all cool off period. A day or two, y'all maturely sit down like adults. Talk about the situation. I hear you out. You hear me out. I ain't going to over talk you. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to over talk me. Mm-hmm. 
We done heard each other. Now, what could we do better mm-hmm. for us not to fall back into this place next time? What can we do? What can we do um, that will help us in a way to where we won't? Yeah, like we won't be back in this place. Yeah, how can you do it? How can you prevent this same instance from from reoccurring? Right. How can yeah? How can we be better towards each other? Because obviously, I did something to make you mad, mm-hmm. and the way you got at me about the situation to make me mad. So it's just like I said, it's about communicating. And um, that's why it's best to practice being that person's friend before jumping in a relationship as well, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel like think... with, I feel like with friends, mm-hmm. you're able to come up with solutions to fix the relationship mm-hmm. better than the boyfriend-girlfriend. You have maybe have a different understanding. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, a deeper understanding of the individual. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to also ask how the situation made you feel. Right. Because a lot of times you may not understand what affects people, what their kind of trigger points are. Right. I think that is important in, in effectively communicating and learning how your partner communicates. Right. Because if we're constantly getting into it and you your way of communicating when you're upset is to yell, mm-hmm. scream, basically throw a whole tantrum. And that's not how... I communicate, I'm going to shut down. So now we're really not getting nothing resolved because we communicate differently. Yeah. So it's important to understand how... You gray rock a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That's not right. You know that's a form of manipulation, right? Oh, my God. What? Where are we going with this? No, I'm just saying, though, you know that's a form of manipulation to just gray rock a person I mean, when do you when do you when do you come back? To, when do you when do you wrap around a block to come back to the situation and talk about it? When you calm down. Okay. So it's not. So it could be thirty minutes. It could be thirty minutes. It could be a day. Yeah, I would. I mean, days shouldn't pass. No. Right. But I don't effectively communicate with anybody who's screaming inside their lungs, clearly upset. Right. That's not that's not effective communication to me. You're not gonna hear anything I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste my time. And that's triggering to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like brings on extreme anxiety. So that's not going to work and we're not going to get anything resolved. Right. So when you cool down, we'll talk about it. Okay. That but that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. early on in the relationship so that you can know how to maneuver when you get into disagreements. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm going to move on to number five. Constantly on the defense. Now, to be on the defense doesn't mean always that you have something to hide. It could be on the defense because... You may have always something to prove. Not even that you have something to prove, but this person has you at such a low vibration that you feel like at their beck and call, you yeah, you have something to prove. Like If you're coming down on somebody and you got them like at their lowest point... Constantly coming down on them about something. You're in the defensive mode to try to prove yourself. Like, no, that's not how. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of a lot of shit don't need, you don't really need to be explaining yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, I kind of feel like when you're in the defensive mode, it ain't, it's not always based around, like, oh, I, I have something to hide. Or 
you about to catch me up in a lie or something like that. What you think? Hmm. I think for me, being overly defensive shows some sort of guilt. That's but that's what I was saying. Like that's why I was just explaining. No, I get it, but it's like it may not be that you're trying to prove something, I guess, off the bat, but mm-hmm. I think it's also because you may have intentions that are not what you say they are. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of sway that person's opinion. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, if you got that person broke down to where they feel like they have to prove themselves all the time to be in your good grace. Mm, yeah. I promise. I did it. I promise. I did it. Mm. Baby, I did it. Again, that kind of is. Nigga, that I did Baby, I swear I did it. That got you got a nigga spooked, like puppy eyes, trying to be in your good grace, mm-hmm. or vice versa. She trying to be in his good grace. I thought I told you. That's why I didn't. Hell nah, this ain't no. Mm-mm. Not oh no, nah, okay that that example sounded a little abusive. A little, <laughs> but I'm saying though, but you went to, but it, the defense is there. You're defending your truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there is fault on both parties when you have to do that. Right. But I think generally, if you're just okay, so. If it's just your first instinct to just be so defensive, mm-hmm. there's an underlying issue. That's so deep rooted. Right. But if it's because, I mean, think about it. If you're not doing anything out of the ordinary or you're doing, you know, whatever it is you're saying you're doing, mm-hmm. what are you defensive for? True. So if it's like, oh, you came home at two o'clock in the morning. Wh- why are you come home so late? Like, oh, you know, what was you doing? Right. Why are you questioning me? Did it just flashing initially? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so now you just told on yourself. Right. You right. clearly was doing something you wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. But if you was just out doing what you so. said you were going like to do, it's like, oh, you know, I told you I was going to be out with so-and-so. Oh, okay. I've been defensive to cover some up. I ain't going to lie. It's a dead... I think we all have, though. Yeah, but it's a dead giveaway. Right. I think we all have. You're mad that you're being questioned because you was on some shit you... Probably had no business doing. Right. I.e. in a karmic relationship. You're probably not in it for the right reasons. I know you've been fucking that nigga. I swear to God I didn't. Call him right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, damn well that nigga's not finna call him. Right. (laughs) And you pray to God he don't really call him. (laughs) You finna send that text off. If you get a if you get a call from an unwanted number, just ignore that shit. Toxic at its finest. For sure. Uh, number six, you can't help but snoop. I ain't talking snoop, dog. I'm talking about snooping through a nigga shit. Toxic. Very toxic. I kind of feel like if you got to take it there, I mean, you damn, it, yeah, you got to pack it up. I agree. It never ends well. Because uh, you're just going to keep doing it. It's a catch-22. You're going to look. And look. Find something. It's a rabbit hole. You pissed off. You looking at shit from three, four years ago, screenshotting, sending stuff to your phone, adding up your receipts. <laughs> it's hella toxic. I've gone book. into cycles, taking my dude's phone, locking myself in the bathroom, sitting in there, 
till five o'clock in the morning. Was he asleep? Knocked out sleep, and I'm all up and through your phone. That's the best time to do it. That's every time I got caught, I was asleep. <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate, but I had to learn that if I have to go through your phone, if I feel like I have that gut feeling that you're doing some shit, it's probably not it's, something I need to be mm-hmm. involved in. Yeah. But is your, is your phone squeaky clean? Probably not. Boom. But it's not. It doesn't necessarily have to be with another dude. Because if you go through my phone and you see a group chat between me and my friends, and I'm dragging your ass, hell no, I don't want you to see that. Right. No, I'm talking shit. No, I don't want you to see that. But you know, every time I've gotten my phone ran through, and something was found, of course I, you know, do the same thing to them. Mm -hmm. I will find something. So it's like, ain't that about a bitch? So you only go through their phone if they went through yours? For sure, because that's a dead giveaway. You're on the defense. Mm-hmm. That's a dead giveaway that you have something going on. Mm-hmm. And your guilty conscience is eating your ass up. Because mm-hmm. you're doing something. Mm-hmm. You, ain't never, you ain't never heard that before? Every time I went through my dude's phone, it's because I had a feeling or something. I get that. Triggered me. I get that. that. Was but was your shit clean? No. If I was in a relationship, yeah. Okay. The most you might find is like likes here and there, like on social media, or a dude flirting with me in my inbox, but okay. he not getting no real play. Uh, but it ain't I nothing serious, it. nah. Okay. No. Okay. Well. Just know, I know that every time somebody goes through somebody's shit, they usually got something going on their damn self. Hmm. Interesting. It's real shit. It's real shit. I'm going to get to number seven. You never feel completely at home or settled into the relationship. Because you're one. not supposed to be there. Yeah, it's temporary. I keep my bags. <laughs> keep my bags packed. <laughs> no, I can keep my bags packed. This is temporary. Yeah. So I know I'm a temp agent. Throwing not, your not, shit out on the am street. Where's te- a temp? I'm a temp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a te- temp agent. I'm yeah, you covering somebody who I don't leave. Yeah. So you just need. To- <laughs> I'm like, nigga, my, my, man, I'm real temporary. I'm only on the job for five months. Wow. I wonder how long karmic relationships usually last. Well, from looking it up, it was six months to a year. For real? Yeah. That's cold. Ooh. Ooh, that hit a sweet spot for you. They should. Ah, got me all the way fucked up. Don't do that. Nah, let me let me let me Google that. Okay, I'm telling you, six months to a year. It's not very long, because it's first of all, it's moving very quickly. You're gonna see all the red flags and the traits that we were talking about, and you're gonna move around because you're gonna learn from that situation. Do they usually have something going on, like with somebody in their past? When they're in their relationship? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily, but whatever past traumas you have is causing this relationship to be karmic. Uh, 
Damn, that's a wait, wait, man. They're saying that Kamala relationship is gonna last a lifetime. Let's see. not really giving me nothing but I'm gonna just go with what you're saying six months to a year are you firm on that mm-hmm. okay you never settled in a relationship in a karmic karmic relationship damn always gotta probably question them like are their intentions like do you really love me weird shit like that mm-hmm. cause something in you something in you was telling you like this don't seem too genuine. Mm-hmm. And when you so you got you need constant reinsurance, right? You're trying to figure out what your position is in this person's life, right? And if it's something real or not, because, like you said in the beginning, a karmic relationship you fall fast, so you think, okay, this is the one, right? I'm head over heels for this person. I'm in the clouds. You got the, the love the goggles on, and you think that this is going to be your end-all, be-all, especially if, you know, the feelings are very strong initially. Right. Mm. But, you know, you may have some of the toxic things mm-hmm. kind of being clouded by that. Your judgment mm-hmm. is clouded. Okay. Let me go to number eight. That's a good one. You're not sure if you're in an abusive situation. Mm-hmm. And abuse don't always got to be physical. Of course. Verbally. Of course, emotionally. physical. Emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that if you don't know, that's the first Red flag. If you have to question it, like, okay, I think this I mean, usually, is... like, verbally, is like, like, that's, it's, that's right in your face, because it's just saying whatever comes out their mouth. I'm Some honest. people don't consider verbal abuse abuse. Well, he don't hate me, so it's cool if he just call me ugly all the time, and he just say all these horrible things about me. Yeah. He I... was just mad. You're justifying that behavior. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I was a little verbally abusive. Out of, out of anger. Mm. But I just wasn't, like I said, I wasn't just coming through the door tripping. I think it was like, I can't recall. But it wasn't like. It was there like, was a build up. It was like some back and forth shit. Mm-hmm. And then I throw a jab. Say what I say. But it's just like never, what? What's an example? I don't really have a good example right now. Hmm. You sure? I think I might have one for you. Like what? Nobody's gonna want you. Nobody wants to think a mom is harder for single moms than it is for men. That's something I said. Are you saying that's something that I said? Is it? No. No? Actually, no. I take that back. I did. <laughs> That's not a form of verbal abuse. 
It can be. Okay. It can be. But what was the build-up to that? What was the build-up to that? I, I, did I just come to the door and say that? I don't know. Probably not. No, I'm just saying, though. What's the build-up to that? See, that's the problem. Like, so much is... What's the build-up to that? It was probably a whole argument, and y'all was going back and forth. Or whoever the person, people were, were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And when certain things are said... Jabs after jabs at each other. Yeah. Unfortunately. But if that is reoccurring, it's abuse. Okay. True. But it can go both ways. What you mean? Both parties can be the man or woman or whatever relationship you're in. Both parties can be verbally abusive. Is it verbal abuse to say something like that, though? I mean, That's a direct insult to someone. No, nah, when it could be facts. When you when it could be facts when when you are actually a nasty nasty person. Mm-hmm. It could be facts. Okay, what's an example of verbal abuse to you? An example of verbal abuse. Well, for me, it's any form of a put down. If you are yeah, so little passive, little passive, little remarks. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, you could you could be saying things that trigger a person. Speaking on their uh, any type of insecurities they may have, right? Anything that they confided in you, on, right? You're using that against them, right? You done learned this person so much, so you know their weaknesses, and you throw it back at them. Mm-hmm. Person then opened up to you mm-hmm. about probably something that done went on in your childhood. Exactly. That's why your mama don't don't mm-hmm. fuck with you. Yeah. So, and when you say something like that, then that's when. I'll go off the rail because now you're trying to trigger me and mm-hmm. be funny. Mm-hmm. People know what buttons to push. Right. So, but nobody's innocent. See, that's the problem with people. People be trying to think like, oh, he did this or she did this. And oh, okay, okay, let's rewind a little. What what else was said? Mm-hmm. What else was done? Or what did you say? To yeah. Cause them he, to react people to are that. not just coming into the room being aggressive in that way. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people out there like that. But for me, I'm not just coming in the room tripping. Yeah. So. But it's easy to paint that picture. Like this person's the villain or whatever the case may be. You're right. Number nine, you never feel like you could be completely and totally yourself. Yep. You always got your guard up. Uh, no, that's not. That has nothing to do with you being yourself. With your guard up? If your guard is up, you're not going to be 100% you. Okay. All right. There are certain things you're just not going to be able to reveal to your partner because you don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know deep down inside this probably ain't going to be the person I end up with. Right. So why am I investing exactly. this type of time and letting them get to know me? Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, um, trying to think of a good example. Yeah, you just all yeah, yeah. You always on guard. You always questioning. You always questioning everything that come out that person. No. Mm. 
That's me for sure, cause man, like. Man, I was gonna say it's just. Oh, oh well. Oh well. Cause I need to know what's coming out of your mouth so I can go ahead and process it, so I can register it. Mm-hmm. Cause you could just be feeding me a bunch of bullshit, right? Absolutely, but I also feel like, how do you, how do you sift through good intentions? Bullshit. I mean, it's that's that's just with time. Mm-hmm. Something comes out of your mouth, right? Something comes out of your mouth. You have to follow through with action, right? Mm-hmm. What if you never, whenever, what if you never follow through with action? Then that tells you a lot. Right. So. That's, that's what you want to kind of gauge things off of. Okay. I'm going to move to the next one. Number 10, you just feel like crap being with them. You're not keeping yourself up. Mm-hmm. I moved down. Moved down. You may be irritable or maybe in a full-blown depression when right. you're around this person. Right. Right. Which is unfortunate if this is someone that you're supposed to be in a relationship with. Right. Um, but this karmic relationship is probably bringing out a side of you that is not, you know, positive. Bringing all the worst out of you. you exactly. You're not watering me in the right way for me to blossom the mm-hmm. way I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You come into the relationship, you know, with hobbies and doing this, doing that. But you get with this person, and you just kind of like, all oh, that shit falls to the wayside. Mm-hmm. You slowly start, start to, to deteriorate. Yeah. You deteriorate, and you know, even down to the foods that you put in your system. You was just eating clean before you met me. Now, I got you eating how I eat, unhealthy. This is just an example. Mm-hmm. But you pick up on those, pick up on the habits of that toxic person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, damn, I didn't know you for drinking this much. Or sometimes you develop those habits when you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. So you start doing things you don't, or you weren't doing prior to this relationship. Right. Like drinking or smoking. Right. Or partying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Using something to cope with. Whatever you're going through in that negativity. Mm-hmm. That's real. Damn. I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know women like that were like, I'm not going to say pure, like angels or whatever, but they were like good girls in my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, they get with a dude, don't hear from him for a minute. Years later. You know, come popping out on the scene, no longer with that person, but they're a whole different person. It's like, holy shit. Of course, people grow and develop into, you know, mature adults or whatever the case may be. But it's a different type of change. I know this one girl I was talking to. And um, I never got serious with her because of the age difference. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, she was like 16 at the time I met her around. 19 I didn't want to like 
I don't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I always like kept her like around. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna wait till she turned eighteen. I got two more years. No, hell no. <laughs> but I never did nothing with her either. Never did nothing with her. Okay. And so, um, I wound up doing some dumb shit, and uh, we kind of went our separate way. She wound up going to the army. She gets out. You know, I seen her like out and about or whatever the case may be, like the little lounges or whatever. Try to uh, enter, like intertwine with her. She wasn't even time her day. I started, you know, getting things going for myself. Um, years later, reacquainted with her. She's like, I'm trying to get this relationship that I'm in right now. This guy, I guess she was in the army with. Mm-hmm. Um, she just was a whole different person. And it was almost out of desperation. She's trying to get out of that relationship to come be with me. And then I, I kind of declined that offer. She went to some totally other dude that she was like head over heels for in high school that played basketball mm-hmm. overseas. And when I say, I don't know if this man put her, had turned her out. I'm talking about this girl was beautiful. Be- I don't know if I got a picture. <laughs> I don't know if I got a picture. I've told this story before. But um, beautiful. And um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he turned her out on drugs, but I know that he uh, had her, like, sleeping in cars with him. Um, You know, just really had her turned out. And it sucks because I don't want to see nobody like that, especially if I know you. But, you know, everybody takes their turn in life. And it was unfortunate and she took that road. Yeah, I don't got a picture of her. But um, for those that are listening that know me, y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. And so, um, yeah, just unfortunate, you know, but life goes on. And I just pray for her. Hope that she gets the help she needs. Mm-hmm. But she be talking to herself. She's schizophrenic now. This girl is, damn, I wish I could find her. She's very beautiful. Um, wow, that's really sad. Yeah, and, you know, that, like I said, when you feel like, you know, when you feel like crap, that's because, one of the reasons is because you're taking on that person's energy. You're doing, what you, you're doing mm-hmm. everything in your power to try to please this person. And, um, do whatever you can to, uh, Make this person happy. Let's see. Here we go. I think I found one. Oh, no. That's not how it is. Yeah. This is a tough situation. But, um. Yeah. I'm going to go to number 12. Um, you and or your partner tend to have addictive behaviors. Mm. So, yeah, I mean that could, that's very broad. You could be addicted to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Things that are good for you, things that are not good for you. Right. Um, but I mean, I, th- I think that just speaks to how 
much your relationship can change so many different aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Like if this person that you're with is addicted to a substance, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be that hard to get you to be involved. Wow. Wait. See, it's pretty, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, what? You smiling? You reminiscing on something? <laughs> what I gotta be reminiscing for? I don't know. What I gotta be reminiscing? Your face is lit up. My face lit up. My face is always lit. <laughs> Get the violin out. Shit. Oh. Your violin voice is terrible. (laughs) Um, Addictive behaviors. So like I was explaining earlier, say like, I don't know, we could just use you for example, use me for example. Um, Say you, I don't know, you do yoga three times out the week. You got like a full cramp schedule of just things that you do that uh, you know is the betterment mm-hmm. you know for you your health mm-hmm. spiritually mm-hmm. and I don't know I'm some hood dude mm-hmm. smoke drink ride around all day club but intellectual Let's throw that in there because I have to be able to attracts you I gotta be able to reel you in so mm-hmm. something so boom we cross each other's paths mm-hmm. I get you with a good conversation but like every time we, we every time we talk it's like we on the phone for dinner out whatever whatever okay so we start kicking it kicking it kicking it kicking it and then it's getting serious now I'm smoking drinking still you drink, but you don't smoke. You drink here and there, or whatever. But now, you just having these random drinks with me, or whatever the case may be. Smoking out. You going to the parties with me, shit like that. So now you kind of taking a turn. You're not even really focusing on the things you were focusing on. Mm-hmm. You were by yourself. You know, that could tear you down. And that could be very disastrous. It could also, there's also a benefit to it, but I mean, not benefit to that situation, but the benefit of someone rubbing off on you in a positive way. But of course, we're talking about karmic relationships, so there's nothing positive about a karmic relationship. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's people that have gotten with individuals started doing heavy drugs. Oh, yeah, all the time. Heavy drinking. Heavy, I mean, horrible spending habits. Shit, I think these 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 women that get with these niggas with this money and introduce them to a certain lifestyle and say that shit just don't work out anymore. You've now, in a way, poisoned this woman's mind to thinking that's how she's supposed to be living moving forward. Right. She ain't going to go back to no she ain't mediocre going, lifestyle. Yeah, she ain't going back to no mediocre lifestyle. So that lightweight was just detrimental. It's just like, it's detrimental to her 
whole well-being, you feel me? Her whole insight has changed because you done introduced her to a whole another way of living. Mm -hmm. So, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, I think the positive is obviously preferred. Like if somebody is working out all the time or they're eating clean, they're juicing, ain't trying to get you on this whole health kick. You're like, yeah, that's... Reading books. Right. Exactly. Trying to chase some legal money, creating businesses. That is addictive, but it's also beneficial. What you mean addictive? Uh, let's see. Improving your life is addictive. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were saying that in a bad way. No. Number you are going to one up. Number 12. Oh, we already did number 12. The last one. Uh, they bring out the worst in you. Number 13. Yeah, that one is, I think that's kind of... The icing on the cake? Not only the icing on the cake, but I think that is the foundation of the whole... That's what makes a relationship a karmic relationship. Right. Right. They Every trait that you don't like about yourself or that you try to work on... That person is bringing out of you. Mm -hmm. Whether that be the side of you that is evil, spiteful, irritable, right. angry. Yeah, you could be. You could have been working on yourself for two years. Exactly. Now, here you go giving somebody a chance. But this person is now bringing the worst out of you. Mm -hmm. The things that you try to work on are bringing the pain up out of you. Yep. This is because this person hasn't been working on themselves at all. And people you spend a lot of time with will eventually rub off on you. Right, and it, it got to be for the positive. If you're going to be around me, mm -hmm. it got to be for the positive. I got to be able to learn from you. I I, I got to be able to shoot these ideas off, even if, even if the ideas sound crazy. I need to be able to just be me. Yeah. around you and be comfortable enough to do that right exactly I feel like a lot of folks aren't comfortable around individuals that they settle with like they got this big front that they gotta continue to put on that only lasts for so long right and it's like nigga hold on <laughs> side eye <laughs> like, nigga, it's not like what's the word poser yeah <laughs> or People put on this whole persona, and then when something happens, they forget. Like, they forgot to put their actor hat on that day. And you get to get a little sneak peek of... I wonder if I was a poser. What? You would know if you was a poser. I was called a poser. Well, do you feel you were a poser? Fuck no. Okay, so why do you need to ask? You know, you gotta kind of ask yourself sometimes. The, okay. That look in the mirror moment. That's what you just had. Yeah, I just had one of those moments. Mm. I know good and goddamn well. <laughs> Don't be into the negativity. Right. Well, that's it for this show. Um, just a couple things. Um, because we're on all the major platforms now. Uh, I want you guys to subscribe to the show. Uh, click the notification button. Um, comment, uh, continue to visit, you know, my Instagram because that's 
right now where you know I'll be communicating and letting folks know actually Instagram Facebook and Twitter letting folks know when the next episode will be dropping every episode is gonna be in the description and so I just want everybody to continue to support it I see the numbers going up I believe in a snowball effect I have patience I have time um, and yeah what you think the next episode should be about? Should we give them like the, the little tease? No, they gotta they gotta tune in to see. Okay. Okay. Well, one last thing too. If you have a business and you would like for us to shout it out, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at official underscore one underscore o underscore one. Don't laugh at my Instagram handle, but that's my Instagram handle and a way to reach me um yeah man please share this uh podcast with people follow me on instagram also one last thing i do have an ebook dropping and so um i want you guys to be on the lookout for that uh it's gonna be on all major platforms where you can read uh what are they called the ways to manage a cannabis delivery service no not the book Oh. Not the ebook, but I'm talking about the actual um, legal, you know. Oh, Audible. Like Audible, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, all the major platforms where you can read digitally. So yeah, that is it for the show. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate y'all uh, rocking with us. And yeah, y'all have a good one. Peace out. Mm-hmm.